everybody, John Lincoln here. If you don't mind, please go ahead and leave us a quick five-star review on wherever you are listening to this podcast. We would really appreciate it. It keeps us motivated. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into today's content, and thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Ignite Visibility University podcast. I am so excited today because we have a negotiation expert with us. So today, we're going to learn how to be better negotiators, which is something that could certainly uh, help us all in life, I think. Cer- certainly me. I'm excited about this one. You know, at the end of this episode, we're hoping to come out with some some good skills, some good tips to win negotiations. Today, we have Christine McKay with us, who is a global negotiation strategist, international speaker, and author. She is is, is truly the expert on, on this subject. Christine, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, John. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time on this Friday afternoon. We really appreciate it. We're excited about the new books you have coming out, um, the specific strategies you have on negotiating. Um, for people who don't know much about you, could you please start and just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So I've been doing negotiation for almost 30 years. I started out in international mergers and acquisitions and then started working in procurement departments and then moved into sales. So I have this very broad range of negotiation. I've negotiated for 63 of the Fortune 500 and almost half of the Fortune Fortune 100 and almost half of the Fortune 500. Um, But in the course of that experience, I saw how small and mid-sized companies are often disadvantaged at the negotiation table. And they're disadvantaged because they don't have access to effective training or the opportunity to practice. And so I launched Venn Negotiation out of a passion for helping those organizations level the playing field. And we do that through training programs, as well as providing negotiation services where we'll actually negotiate on behalf of some of our clients. So I, I love I love doing it, and I love seeing companies thrive after they have improved and elevated their negotiation skills. That's really interesting. I just feel like so many people have never even been taught in any framework for negotiation. They don't know if they should negotiate hard. They don't know if they should negotiate easy. They don't even know the right way to approach it. And um, I just think that's that's really, really interesting. So, you know, what's what's that journey been like? And was there anything that kind of ended up launching you into this specifically? Was there like a moment when, when you realized that um, somebody in a particular situation really needed help? Or was it just kind of the average um, of all the different negotiations that you've done that, that launched you into it? Tell me about that a little bit. Well, it is very interesting because I have an unusual background in that I was homeless and I was an unwed teen mom. I was on welfare for over a decade, almost a decade, and ultimately got my MBA from Harvard University. And the first time that I went to the welfare office after being homeless for almost six months, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said I wanted to go to Harvard and they laughed at me. And when you're in, when you're a single mom and you're standing in the welfare office, you know, you have a lot of people telling you that the odds are against you. You're never going to get off the system. There's just all this negativity, but the same is true for small businesses. And a number of years ago, I had a client that owed a vendor over a million dollars in a liability and the vendor wasn't willing to renegotiate that. And I came in and I was able to reduce that liability for by 73%. That company stayed in business for seven more years and sold for over $150 million to a Fortune 50 company. And it's that, that same mentality plagued them 
that I saw in the welfare office. And so for me, it's really about helping smaller organizations really understand the value that they bring to the table and how they actually can compete in a different way. And negotiation is one of the ways that they can do that effectively. Wow, that's a really um, amazing story. Um, you know, one of the things my dad taught me when I was young is that everything is negotiable. Is everything negotiable? Do you feel the same way? So I feel that everything is negotiable except for mountains, waterfalls, <laughs> oceans, and rivers, <laughs> but the, and your values. Um, but those are all navigable. So yes, I do feel that most things are negotiable. If you, my personal statement is if I can conceive it, I can contract it. So one of the biggest and most valuable skill sets to any really effective negotiator is curiosity. And curiosity is what leads to exceptional deals. I hear a lot of times people say, oh, a good deal is when both sides walk away unhappy. No, that's not a good deal. A good deal is when both sides go, that's an amazing relationship that we just built. How can we do that again? Uh, my philosophy is that negotiation is a conversation about a relationship and you cannot win relationships. You just you can get more value out of them, but you can't win at them. And so by changing that language so that we talk about negotiation as a conversation, it really opens up the possibilities of what could be in the future. I'm really curious about what you just said, and I'm, I'm not joking about it. I really, you know, it's not a, <laughs> what I mean is like, that's really interesting to me because I feel like a lot of times in negotiations, it's very cut and dry the way, the way people would typically try to approach it, this for this. When you say curious, tell me more about that. Do you mean getting into more specific pain points, maybe things that aren't as much monetary value, but emotional value? Is that where, where you're thinking or is it, or is it different? Tell me about that a little bit. It's, it's a combination of a few things. One, you're never negotiating with a company. You're always negotiating with a person. And we all bring our humanity and our life experiences to every deal that we do. So be curious about that person, because at the end of the day, it's that relationship with the person. But then also be curious about the company that you're doing business with. How do they, how, what does a successful deal look like for them? Right? How, what do they need to be successful? Because if you, if you buy the belief that negotiation is a conversation about a relationship, then both parties or all parties should be in it to help each other be successful. And the idea is that I would say that negotiation is a hopeful act. We do it, we negotiate something in the moment informed by information from the past used to divine a future that's never going to play out the way that we expect it to anyway. So it's really all about that future that we, that we, our, that relationship we're building at that moment that's going to get us through the future that's going to make that future so much more successful for both of us yeah it's really interesting i like that point you just said i mean i, I almost wonder going into negotiations you know would it be an effective strategy to ask them what the perfect outcome would look like to them but then Absolutely. you know I wonder if they would reveal all those cards and then in some some people would maybe use that against them. I don't know. But either way, that seems like um, something that could be interesting. But while we're on that topic, for people who they just they've never even really done a negotiation, they're starting to look at a couple contracts for the first time, they're going to buy a business for the first time. What, what are just a couple of tips, like some of the things you like to teach people for newbies? 
So one of the first things is get very clear on what it is that you want out of the negotiation. So if you're buying a business, know who, who's, what's the type of person you want to sell it to. When you drive down the road and you see your, your, the sign of the business you know, in five years, or if you're selling a business, you see the sign of a business. What do, you want, what do you want the market to say about you? What do you want it to say about the business? And who are the type of people you want to be in business with? That's a huge component. But be clear on what it is you want, not just the numbers, because at the end of the day, Price is often an output of a negotiation, not the input. We usually reverse it. But there are a lot of assumptions and things that go into determining price. Negotiate what those assumptions are, get agreement on those assumptions, and then price becomes a secondary part of the conversation. It's almost a matter of fact because you spend all the time negotiating the assumptions. I did that with a huge telecommunications deal one year. We were negotiating a huge deal and big, big contract. We spent many, many, many hours negotiating certain elements. We spent 15 minutes negotiating price because yeah. all of it, it was just an output. Um, so, but be clear on what it is that you want and then be very curious. And that is a huge word for me, curiosity. Be very curious about your counterpart. I'm all for asking what is an excellent deal? Like if you, we walk away from this deal and we both go, this is the best deal we've ever entered into. What does that look like for you? So you can start to see, can we get there? How do we get there and get creative research says that, you know, oftentimes in negotiation, there's actually 42% more value available to the deal than we ever think of because we get so focused on just what's in front of us that we don't pay attention to other possibilities. And so really get curious and then really manage the process. Negotiation is a process. Decide what that process is gonna be upfront. Make sure both parties are contributing to what's gonna be in that process. If you're a small business, have an advisory board that you have somebody you can run ideas up to where you're not the only, where the decision maker at the table isn't the sole decision maker at the table. And set that process in place, negotiate it, agree to it, and then adhere to it, take notes. Um, create communication avenues where you're saying, well, this, we had this meeting, this was the agenda, this is what we agreed, this is what's still open, this who's on it, and then manage that communication that elevates you in the negotiation process and really listen. And when it comes to contracts, really start to learn how to read contracts from a risk mitigation point of view, because so many times people just hand them off to an attorney who doesn't know anything about their business. And a lot of what's in a contract is business related risk. And so really start to understand how to do that. So I find that sometimes um, negotiations get kind of tense. You know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe it's, and you've obviously worked on deals I've never even seen. So I'm su sure you've seen some tense situations. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just be curious, like, how do you, what do you do in those situations? Like, is do you have any tricks to diffuse it? Do you just take a step back? What do you do when things are getting a little too, too intense to, to make it so that the deal can actually continue to move forward? So it can get intense because negotiation is inherently emotional. And so whether, you know, people say it's just business, but once we want something from somebody, our emotion is engaged. So it can get tense. 
And so I've done various different things. In certain situations, I'll just push back from the table and let the other person express their frustration. A boiling teapot eventually runs out of steam, right? Like and that. so I'll, I'll just let them go. Um, and I don't take it personally. I just, I just listen because I'm listening for cues and clues in what they're saying so that I can understand what actually really frustrated them. And then I, I, I let them know that I've heard them. You know, it's, I hear what you're saying. Help me understand what about this situation is influencing you this way. What ideas do you have that maybe we could use to, you know, to address the situation? Sometimes I get up and walk away from the table. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's like, I, I, this is not going to work for me. This is not, I'm not, you know, if somebody is like perpetually abusive, which I have had that happen before yep. and they're demeaning and just aggressive. I'll take my ball and go someplace else because life is too short to do business with people I don't like or who don't treat me well and respect me. Yep. And if, and, you know, and the thing is, is that if they treat you poorly in the negotiation, it's going to be worse after I mean, if they're treating you badly when they're courting you, it's going to be even worse when they're married to you. So, um, you know, and business is that that same way. But that doesn't mean that you when things get tense, you just pick everything up and run away. You don't. You got to figure out what that looks like for you and what's important to you in that relationship. Ignite Visibility University listener, listeners, a boiling teapot eventually runs out of steam. I think that that's something that is not only good negotiations, but potentially a good thing that's a life lesson for people to keep in their back pocket. So um, I want to talk about like mistakes. You know, mm -hmm. what when you think of negotiations, are there any really, really big mistakes? Like is, you know, do people put their cards out there too fast or do they not, or um, maybe something totally different? Like what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make that just make things not work? The biggest mistake that people make is they don't listen. They just do not effectively listen. They're so focused on what it is that they want to say and what they want out of their relationship that they forget that it's a relationship that has two parties, two or more parties involved. And what's important to the other person is also important and needs to be heard and understood. And so learning how to, you know, learning to get comfortable with silence, learning to let somebody explore options without pinning them down and saying, well, you said this and I can't believe, you know, and getting aggressive about that. Don't just create an opportunity, create an openness that, and a transparency even that allows you to have that open dialogue. I mean, I've been married to my amazing husband for 28 years. And, you know, if he tried to court me, you know, with, you know, with kind of not trusting me or telling you how things were supposed to be, that probably wouldn't have gone over so well. Mm -hmm. And the same is true in our business relationships, right? And, and one of the other things that I think is a big mistake people make is that they're not open to renegotiating, right? In marketing, people talk about having a customer for a lifetime. As a negotiator, if you believe in having a customer for a lifetime, you need to have a policy that says, if this deal isn't working for you, we will sit down and reevaluate if we can make it work and what that might look like or figure out an appropriate way of parting ways, right? But having that ability and an openness to renegotiate the relationship is another thing that I think is hugely important in successful long-term business relationships. It's really interesting. Yeah, that framework, I think, could be so helpful. And one of the things that, that we were talking about and that, that you mentioned is, which I thought was really interesting, that I did not know coming into this conversation, but you said that 
Um, marketing is the start of the negotiation process, but why is that the case? I don't understand. Well, so the thing is, right, with marketing, it's about how you're reaching out to people. How are you making connections with people? And there are different philosophies in the market in terms of how negotiation work. But my philosophy is that negotiation is about accumulating yeses. And there's some who say it's about getting to know, and that gives your counterpart power. But for me, it's like, it's like the more yeses I get, then the easier it is to deal with the inevitable conflict that's going to come in any relationship, because then I have a foundation of agreement to build off of. Um, and marketing is the first place that you start to do that in terms of how you do outreach, if you're connecting to somebody on LinkedIn through a marketing campaign, what you say on your website. And my husband works for an animation studio. He bought something from somebody, their website was like, we can do this in like two, two weeks. Well, they're two months, they haven't delivered and it's gonna be another two to three months before they delivered. Let's just say it's not a very happy customer, right? So we start the negotiation process in our marketing, what we tell our customers and our prospective customers and how we reach out to them initially is where we're starting to build that foundation of a relationship, which is why marketing is so incredibly important. I love that. Yeah. You know what? Um, marketing and what you're putting out there being the foundation of the initial negotiation process makes total sense to me the way that you just described it. So um, you've shared a lot of wisdom with us here today. I know our listeners are going to absolutely love this. What are you most excited about in your industry, in your life, you know, in, in negotiations? What are you really passionate about right now? What are you, what are you working on? I have a new program that we're launching called Venn Masters, which is an experiential program to help people, small businesses and mid-sized businesses elevate their negotiation skills. It's a unique program because it combines film and literature and music and a bunch of other things as long as, as well as some traditional negotiation style things to help people um, negotiate more effectively. I have two books coming out, Why Not Ask, a conversation about getting more and um, negotiate, turning and, and how you ask matters, turning negotiation styles into strategies is also coming out later this year. Just launched my my own podcast in the Venn zone. So I have, yeah, I just got a lot of really cool and exciting things. And there's just a lot of stuff going on in the market around negotiation. And it's just a very exciting time to be in this space. Well, Christine, you know, I think we're all excited to um, get involved in those books and the, the product. And um, if people want to find out more about you and they want to check that type of stuff out, where's the best place um, for them to go? The best place is to our website, vennegotiation.com. And it looks weird because it's got three ends. So Venn is in Venn diagram and negotiation, vennegotiation.com. Or you can go to our, um, our uh, website for our podcast at venn.zone for in the Venn zone. So venn.zone, either way is a great way. And you can certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am all over the place, so. Thank you so much. And, and final tips for people for negotiations in 2021. What's kind of the main things you want them to keep in mind? Ask for more of what you want and expect to get it. My favorite Maya Angelou quote, but be <laughs> curious, but be curious about your counterpart and don't demand it. Find creative solutions and ways to get both of you more of what you want. I love it. Awesome stuff. Christine, it was a pleasure. I uh, hope to see you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for being on the Thank show. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. It's a pleasure and honor to be here.